Welcome to Integrate Yourself, everybody. I'm your host, Allison Pillow, and you can find me at finallythrivingbook.com and pureenergypdx.com. Today, I have a very special guest. Ruslana Remnikova is with me today. She likes to be called Ru for short, as you'll hear in the show today. Uh, I'm so grateful I got connected with, with Ru because um, she has so much amazing information and wisdom to share, as she, as you'll hear today in the show. We talked about uh, her story her story of transformation and her journey and what led her to do what she's doing today, also writing her book and how the death of her father brought her to a place of uh, transformation as well. And she shares that in today's episode. She also has a background in DNA research and with the pharmaceutical companies, uh, she didn't really specify or get too detailed about where she was with that or or where she currently is with that, but she gave some great information on stuff that she's found. And what really blew me away in this interview as we talked toward the end of the interview was, uh, again, the the topic of DNA came up, and she mentioned that DNA is not as much a physical or it doesn't respond as much physically as we think as it does energetically. So it's almost like if you think of your DNA, we've always thought, well, I've always thought of it being more physical and it is a physical thing, but also we, we miss, uh, I think I was missing the perspective of, uh, someone, a person changing beliefs or even perception um, could be could change your DNA, could literally upgrade it. So we talk about that today and, and how that works, as well as Rue's unique perspective on uh, shadow work and how she uses that with the light work to uh, transmute and uh, resolve trauma in her life and, and help others do the same. So this was an amazing episode. Very excited for you to hear this one um, and to, oh, to listen to it. Uh, thanks for being here, everybody. Before we get started, I want to make a few announcements just to remind you that my book, Finally Thriving, is available. You can head over to finallythrivingbook.com to find uh, a place where you can purchase the book. Not only purchase it, but also use the resources that... Um, that I link to in the book. So I have videos of exercises as well as meditations that you can do for free that go with the book. The book is very unique in a way because it's, uh, there's many journaling prompts throughout the book. And the reason I included those journaling prompts for people is because, um, it really is proven that, journaling, writing things out, brings the subconscious into your logical left brain awareness. So by bringing the subconscious into your awareness, then you can begin to heal parts of yourself that are that are just kind of running the show behind the scenes, so to speak. So this is what I wanted to help people do um, is to start to realize things that you might not have been aware of before that we're um, pulling you in certain directions and then your life seems chaotic at times and you're not really sure why that's happening. 
sometimes there's just things happening within our subconscious that we are, are not aware of, old stories that we're holding on to, old beliefs, things that we uh, interpreted in our life as a child that we would interpret differently now, but we're still interpreting life that way. So those are things to, that we're reflecting on throughout the book in a very fun, joyful way. I had, uh, like I believe I mentioned this before, uh, you know, Josh was saying it's it's a choose your own it, a wellness adventure kind of book kind of experience. I thought that was so cool that he said that. So um, anyway, yeah. So I I wanted to share that the the journal prompts there are there for a reason, and they're very easy, very light. But it's wonderful for you to be able to write things out instead of typing all the time too, because what that does is it also brings the connection in between your subconscious and your logical brain. So it brings it again into your awareness a different way as uh, if you were typing it. So um, it's great to buy a journal and with with the book and write down everything in the journal that comes up for you. Very healing. And it's even more powerful to say it back to yourself uh, with a slow and low breath. Um, that's also a, the next step. And I mentioned this in the book. It's the next step to really resolving, fully resolving and integrating uh, yourself and bringing everything back in the whole, if that makes sense. So sometimes we have uh, disassociated parts of ourselves along the way as we've experienced trauma. And this simple exercise can really bring things back into the fold. And if you want to learn more about how to do this uh, with a, a very supportive group, very supportive and loving group, um, I'll be coaching once a week. I'll be taking my group through this. It's a 12 week process, a 12 week week experience, I like to call it, uh, the Finally Thriving program, which begins in August. We've set a date for August. I had to push it back a bit because I wanted to create some space around uh, the creation of this program because it's very, I just, I'm so excited about it and I just wanted to put everything I had into it, give myself enough space to create this. And so this, we're starting in August. So it's a 12 week program, coaching program, we're going to be doing live session, group coaching sessions every week. It comes with the course that goes with the book as well to help you integrate some of these uh, aspects like I was talking about with the journaling uh, even further. So we're resolving our old stories, our old programs as, and so that we can finally thrive in life. So that to me is what thriving means is we're, we're even going that deep uh, so that we're not running around like a chicken with its head cut off of surviving through life, uh, maybe not even being consciously aware of it, right? So we're bringing that subconscious into the consciousness. So if you want to sign up for that, uh, head over to, I'll, I'll provide a link where you can set up a session with me and we can talk about it and get you signed up. All right. That about does it uh, for today's announcements. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I will add, though, too, if you get the book and you really love it, I would love it if you'd leave a review on Amazon. I'm getting some amazing reviews, so thank you so much. As well as if you love the show, Integrate Yourself, please leave a review on Apple Podcast as well and let me know what you think. I would love to hear from you. Without further ado, it is my honor and my pleasure to introduce you to Rue. Everybody, enjoy. 
Today, I am here with a very special guest. Ruslana Remnikova is with me today, and she she likes to be called Rue, so we'll call her Rue for the rest of the show, but I wanted to formally introduce her. She's a Ukrainian native, and her family immigrated to Virginia as refugees in 1990 post-Soviet Union collapse. Uh, her story is about a woman who overcame a tremendous amount of pain to show up with love in the world. In her book, The Evolution of Healing, she walks the reader home to their own self, feeling embraced and comforted. And she wants, she wants to convey the, the message that we are all in this together. That's so beautiful. Thank you so much, Rue, for coming on and sharing your, both your story. And I'm, I can't wait to talk about your book, too. Thank you so much, Allison. I'm very honored to be on your show, Integrate Yourself and very grateful to be here. Thank you for the opportunity. You're so welcome. I would, I would love to start by um, with, with your story because it's so interesting. You and I talked earlier and you have an incredible story that I think um, is just so powerful to share with my audience today. So if you could start there, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Yes, thank you. Thank you for giving me a podium to share my story. And um, I come from a mindset that everybody's story deserves to be seen and deserves to be heard. And the stories that we have are our legacies to ourselves, our descendants, and to the universe because the universe works with us and it's how we respond, uh, which makes the story. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so um, I just wanted to acknowledge that foremost, that um, everyone's story deserves to be seen and heard. Um, my story begins when my father immigrated to the United States in 1990, as you read. Uh, I was born in Kiev, Ukraine. And my father was inspired to come here to escape post-Soviet Union collapse. And um, he wanted to get away from oppression and uh, live a free independent life. And um, the, by the grace of the Jewish community who sponsored my family, um, my, they were, my family was able to completely integrate into the United States. Uh, they got jobs, um, they got, they learned how to speak English. Um, my, the Jewish community uh, helped dynamically with donation, donating furniture and clothing to my family. Um, and with that tremendous contribution, my, my father ended up immigrating not only my, myself, my mother and himself and my grandmother, but our entire family. So now we have family, not only in Virginia, but um, on all parts of the world, because they were um, not only just able uh, technically to come here, but they also gained the same kind of courage and confidence to do the same thing. So they, um, I have family in, you know, New York and Ohio, California, my family, I have family in Australia, in Israel, um, lots of movement all around the world completely. Um, thanks to the courage, cur cur 
blah, 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 courageousness of my father, um, the belief that he had. And, you know, he was on a shoestring budget. We really didn't have anything. So you can build yourself ground up. And um, I'm really inspired by his, his spirit. And growing up, I, I saw the cultural and financial hardships, the psychological hardships of the transition. A refugee's lifestyle is a separate story. It's um, a very um, focused, very, um, um, you know, very, uh, the, the, the sense of um, awareness towards the resources that you have is there. It's, it's, you're confronted with it every day. And with this in my, uh, seeing this every day, um, I decided that I would, I needed to be very intentive and um, focus with my studies in school. I needed to make good grades. Like this is what I dedicated my childhood to. I had um, a very wonderful um, childhood. I was, I did, I did have one um, very traumatic um, experience that left me um, in my own healing journey as a child. Um, it was actually a sexual assault um, that I actually never talked about before. And that itself is a separate story, but it's something that left me very shy and very focused on um, not having, uh, not getting distracted by friends, actually kind of scared of having friends. But I took a lot of time into studying again. And when I became like 16, 15, 16, uh, my, my dad, I was very I was at home. My, my father put me in a tennis camp and um, I became a, a very high level tennis player where uh, a tennis scholarship was very much a possibility for me to get through college, but I actually got an academic scholarship instead. So I ended up going to VCU, Virginia Commonwealth University here in Richmond, Virginia where I studied biology and chemistry. By the time I entered um, college as a freshman, I was already like a junior by um, college credits. So I ended up uh, double majoring in biology and biochemistry. And I was three credits away from triple majoring in forensic science. Oh, wow. I, in my, yes, I was very much a nerd. Um, I still played tennis um in college and I also I also was the head coach um came back to my high school and um was the head coach at Colonial Heights High School and um continued to lead the team into winning regionals and yeah it was such a beautiful time um I in my spare time I volunteered um at two separate laboratories uh I studied embryogenesis, immunology, microbiology. I was very interested in genetics um, and our DNA, mm. which contributed to, um, I, I, when I graduated from VCU, I got my very first job as an entry-level uh, bench analyst at a CRO here in Richmond. Uh, a CRO is a contract re research organization. 
So the contract research organization is a type of organization where uh, basically big pharma pharmaceutical companies um, contract with the laboratory and um, we conduct studies for them. Okay. Yeah. So I started from there. And meanwhile, um, I ended up marrying my college sweetheart. Um, it was pretty quick. It was 20, it was 21. And, um, around this time I was going through some really big, um, shifts and changes personally, my, my, um, mother and father got a divorce. Um, my grandmother died and then I was getting married. So lots of life changes. So, um, for the next seven years, um, was very interesting um, in my marriage life. I uh, lived a very, I was part of a very radical um, religious organization, one that I chose to be a part of, um, to honor and respect my ex-husband. And I ended up um, deleting my social media accounts for you know, seven years. Um, part of the memoir section is seven years a ghost because no one heard of me for seven years. And that was a part of the organization, um, not being on social media. Um, and with that, uh, you know, being very, I, I had to dress a certain way, um, very, very conservatively, I ended up throwing away like all of my clothes and I wore turtlenecks and, you know, really couldn't, didn't, didn't reveal any skin, um, followed basically the old and the new Testament, um, holy days, very, very conservative environment. Well, anyway, um, for those seven years, I fell into a very deep, uh, depression and, um, around the age of 26, I think it was 26 or 27, Um, I I had gained a lot of weight and I, I was lost. I was completely lost. Um, so, and I was not happy, um, not only with myself, but in my marriage as well. And one night, um, I, I did attempt to commit suicide and, um, it was, it's, it's silly when I look back at, on it, it's, it's really, um, really painful in the present moment, but looking back, um, you know, I went into my closet. Um, I didn't know how to assemble a shotgun. So here I am at like three in the morning, YouTubing how to assemble a shotgun. And as I'm like watching the YouTube, I'm like 25 minutes in and it's three in the morning. And, you know, I'm in this like really gray area, like brain gray area. Like, what am I doing? You know, what am I doing? Um, I felt really alone. Hmm. And I think that this is a feeling that many can relate to of that feeling alone. Yeah. Um, and in this sense, I actually, um, I really felt alone, like on many levels, because I didn't have any friends, um, because with the organization, you know, I, t- I, I turned off my social media. Um, I only had f- friends within the organization. Um, and then I was really embarrassed to connect with my father about it. 
and um, or any of my family members. So I called the suicide hotline and um, I was really happy to have at least like that voice on the other line. And I was thinking about it just, you know, looking at it, taking a step back and thinking, how did I get to a point where I am happy to listen to a voice on the other end of a suicide hotline? Mm. And I realized that I'm living this victim mentality, which isn't going to help me or anyone else. So concretely, I was thinking, how can I get out of this? And I decided to, with my father, uh, we both decided to um, sign up for an Olympic level triathlon. And um, (laughs) because we we wanted to get back into shape, we wanted to get, get, you know, physically feel better. We wanted to mentally feel better spiritually on all levels. We thought that this was going to be this amazing opportunity to, to, to get back in shape and back into wellness. And so we trained for about three months, um, using a self-guided, um, triathlon kit, uh, checklist that I found online for free. And, you know, my dad, my dad was 54 at that time. And, uh, I think I was either 26, 27. I, can't remember at the moment, but, um, we both lost weight. We both started to feel better about ourselves. We both were so excited. We went to, we bought, um, two bikes off of Craigslist that, you know, look nothing like what professional triathletes (laughs) use. Um, I mean, they look like cruisers off of like what you would see on the beach, people like cruising along. Um, I, I had never like, even though I played tennis in college, I, after like seven years, I, you know, was out of shape. Um, running one mile felt like I was, I, I, I just felt like I was dead. Like I, I, I didn't know how I was going to do it, but anyway, after doing that, um, oh, and also I did not know how to freestyle, uh, swim. Okay. So I just, pressed- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just showed up and breaststroked. Um, But anyway, so we ended up doing this event, uh, this Olympic level triathlon in Lake Monticello. It was May 1st of 2016. We were so excited. We, we completed, we, and honestly, I think I was the last person who finished, but I was totally okay with it because I finished and I was really proud of my father for finishing before me. And I remember the next day we had gone to this bike shop and we were just so geared up about taking this to the next level, buying better bikes, starting to work out more. I mean, we were really on this super high spirit. And I remember my, my dad and I even went out to the tennis court because he was, he used to live in Philly and he would drive down on weekends and such. And I just remember he was sitting at the, at the bench, just looking out at the sky and really like contemplating. And he seemed so much more content with life. And I, 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 that was like the last time physically that I saw him. Um, the seven, so six days later, I got a call from my aunt 
um, with the most shocking and devastating and life pivoting uh, news that he had died of a sudden heart attack in his sleep. Hmm. And at that moment, I felt like I felt like my life was over. I didn't know how to move forward because um, he was my rock and yeah. my rock is now gone. So what am I going to do? I had to, I had to confront myself now. So the grieving process, you know, is, it's really a complicated thing. Um, grief looks different for everyone. Grief is also something that no one can really tell you what it feels like or tell you how long you're going to experience it. Or even you, like you can't even tell yourself what grief is supposed to yes, feel like. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, so that year um, was, so it was 2016, May 7th of 2016. Um, when he had died, it put me in a position where I reassessed my entire life. What, what do I want? Because I was done with living my life for other people. I wanted yeah. to live my life for me. And it was the end of November where I left my ex-husband. I decided to leave um, for my own reasons. I left my ex-husband um, and I started over. I um, actually, I didn't have anywhere to go. I didn't have anywhere to go. So I slept in my car for a month, um, used my ex employees, uh, facilities. And it wasn't until an angel, my coworker, um, she invited me to, to come and live in her home. And I, you know, it, we had, we had negotiated the rental agreement and everything, but she really did. She was my angel at that time. Yeah. She, she gave me space to, to start my healing process. And I um, decided to uh, not only like, how is it, how did, so the healing process, uh, the journey began. Um, I decided to commemorate my father's life and just, I didn't really give a background of my father um, tremendously, but we had a, we, we have a very strong relationship. I mean, this man um, is my best friend. Yeah. And, and when he passed, you know, how a lot of people are like really scared of their parents dying. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. It, I know exactly it, what you mean. Yeah. It's when you lose a parent, when you actually lose a parent, then you understand there's just so much, it just goes so much deeper. Um, it is that support that you, that ongoing always support that you've always had. And then when you lose that physical representation of that in your life, it's, it's like a huge void from what I experienced, you know? Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a, it's like, it almost feels like you are, you lost a part of yourself, like, you know, because it's your foundation, it's what you came into the world knowing. And so that, yes, it's a, it's, 
it's so hard to describe to people um, because, and I think that is probably why people fear it a lot because it's, um, yeah, it's as people that are, are, you always expect to be there, right? Your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. And at that time, you know, I wasn't as spiritually um, developed and I took the death very uh, personally. You know, I felt like it was unfair um, that he was just like snatched away, not only from me, from this world. Um, I've, I've grown a lot since, um, but at the time, I just be. I just became very rebellious towards life in general. I mean, I was quiet and scared of life. And now I had become mad with rage. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I decided to honor his life by doing a full length Ironman. And I had decided uh, the location based off of the day that he died. So I looked up Ironman events and Ironman is the, you know, the official um, long distance triathlon that most mm -hmm. people probably have heard of already. But yeah, um, I looked up May 7th, 2017, where in the world is there an Ironman taking place? And in that year, it was Port Macquarie, Australia. Oh, wow. And that's where I decided to go. I decided to go to Port Macquarie, Australia for not only just to do the Ironman, but to also meet his relatives, which was on his bucket list as well. Oh, wow. The ones that yeah. helped immigrate there too. Yeah. So that year um, I was healing from, well, the divorce, going through the divorce process um, which I left everything, most things behind. I literally just took my clothes and my father's clothes and left for peace. And I was grieving my father and, um, I didn't have again, any social life because I didn't, I was rebuilding my life, my social life. Um, and by rebuilding social life, I mean, I was training uh, two to three hours after work each night, and then eight to nine hours um, on weekends, my social life became the circle of athletes, triathletes that I was training with. Yeah. And I was grateful for that, you know? Um, so about for about a year, I was doing this process. Um, I was also healing by, um, sounds silly, but it's actually a really important part of my next step in the future, but making smoothies for myself, um, mm. supplementing my body with, um, reliable organic nutrition, which is so important for our mm. mind, body, spirit. It's the full trifecta. Mm -hmm. And so getting to Australia is probably a separate podcast conversation. Um, <laughs> there were so many funny things that had happened and tested me getting there, but I got there and I completed a, an epic journey of a lifetime, um, race there. Um, actually two, I ended up becoming 
a bronze world-class um, Ironman triathlete because that was the race where I ended up being 10% up 10 top 10% in my age group. Oh, wow. And I came back. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it really was. Um, and the best part about it was that I had trained so much uh, throughout the year that um, I was racing in such good health. I didn't feel tired. I just felt I, I was spending time with my dad. That's, that was my yeah. entire, my intention behind this race. And I was spending time with him very efficiently. <laughs> <that day. laughs> um, but I made, I made such a beautiful connection with this community in Australia and uh, I still keep up with them. It's been seven years now and I still keep up. They, they, they talk with me every day. Rue, That's how great. are you? How are you feeling? What's going on with you today? You know? So they became your soul tribe in a way. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. How long were you out there? How long were you in Australia? About a little over two weeks. Okay. Okay. Wow. That all happened in two weeks. It all happened in two weeks. I drove up to, from Sydney, which is where we, I um, flew into, I, Drove on the other side of the street, um, <laughs> <laughs> Fort which is about four hours north, um, and then drove back down and met my other family members. And then I connected with some um, some other people that the universe brought into my life. So nice. we still connect. Um, it was, it, it, what a journey it's been. Um, but I came back to the States I had become a very upgraded new piece to the puzzle of my life. And I just knew that with this experience of finishing this Ironman with, with, um, you know, celebrating my father and, you know, I had become officially divorced that I can do anything. <laughs> yeah, I would say, it's, it's, yeah, it was this new, new life, new spirit, new sense yeah. of adventure knew the desire to do something new with my life. Yeah. So I decided going back to the story of my smoothies, um, I decided to leave my corporate job um, and open a, a smoothie truck. I That's had planned, yeah. I had planned my um, exit a year later. So I built this smoothie plan business uh, plan. Yes. And um, on May 4th of 2017, I left my corporate job and I did the smoothie truck. I was slinging smoothies. I was learning this new hustle food truck industry is wildly, um, uh, intense. I don't yeah. know if you have know anything about it, but it's just, um, yeah, there's, there's a lot of hustle. It's, it, it, it looks fun and it really is. I'm not, yeah. Trust anything in food, I feel like is a hustle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Restaurant, food truck, all yeah. of the above. Yeah. yeah Absolutely. Totally. And so I, um, did that for about six to seven months. Mm -hmm. And, um, in the first year I decided, you know, once it was starting to get colder, you know, the smoothie model isn't really going to work in the winter time for people, mm -hmm. or at least that's what I thought. So I decided to pause operations and I decided to 
take my, this new chapter of my life, this new, what's the new adventure? And I backpacked with a friend, with a traveling buddy to Sardinia, Italy. And I spent a full fall um, in Sardinia uh, working on an olive grove and a vineyard. And I fell in love with biodynamic agriculture. The the village that we lived in was Martis. Uh, it's a mountain, very small, like 400 uh, inhabitate, it, it, uh, sorry, 400 populated area in the mountains. Oh, wow. 400 people, um, you said? 400 pe- oh my goodness. Very small. Yeah. Uh, I would say like maybe, I don't know, two percent speak English (laughs) did you have to learn Italian (laughs) I didn't I didn't understand I don't understand Italian I mean when you're there you pick it up kind of Mm -hmm. quickly but at the same time I just accepted that um if I accept them they'll accept me yeah and that's what it became we all worked together um on the olive grove uh harvesting olives wow. um, collecting putting them up it's it was fascinating it really was best, one of the best times in my life um working on this vineyard and olive grove and learning other things gardening um learned how to cook a lot of different italian dishes um i i would i used to run uh just to travel to other cities because we didn't have a car so i oh, just wow. worked out by running yeah. By the way, even if you eat like three to four bowls of pasta, you're still going to lose weight. It's, it's wild. <laughs> yeah. I can imagine that would be the case <laughs> if you're running uh, from city to city or town to yeah. town. Yeah. Uh, wine is like water. It's uh, very yeah. available. No preservatives. It's That's wonderful. Amazing. Oh yeah. You really form a very deep connection with the land and that's what, um, I was able to experience is falling in love with land, falling in love with community, even though maybe you don't understand uh, by language, it didn't, doesn't matter. The spirit is there and it's, it, it's magical being among these ruins, walking around at night, looking at the stars. It, it like, it, it was this new magical chapter that inspired so much love in my heart and I'm healing, you know, through all of these like little you know, they're not little, they're like very big. monumental, big. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when I got home, <laughs> <laughs> um, I was, uh, given the opportunity by the universe, the universe presented an opportunity to open a very small, but similar to an Italian inspired size, uh, coffee shop. So I opened a 214 square foot coffee shop. Wow. And um, I, um, so I was developing it. I built the plans. I renovated the shop. I started it from scratch. Um, I revamped it. It was um, built in the sixties and, um, you know, I I did most of the work. So um, now my company was very community inspired. And, um, I think that is, I contribute that for why it's, it was so successful. Um, we did so many different charity events, um, working with nonprofits, uh, we had loyalty cards. I mean, it's just, 
we made it so that, you know, it, it wasn't just coffee that was accessible. Yeah. It was how, how can we help each other? Is That's wonderful. What the way that, was. was that in Virginia where you opened the coffee shop? Yeah. In Virginia and um, the coffee shop and the smoothie truck operation um, reached very big local uh, recognition, um, winning awards for different wow. magazines and different newspapers. Uh, my food truck was recognized by Food Network um, in 2019. Wow. Um, and then, um, you know, COVID happened. And <laughs> big sigh. <laughs> yeah, the new chapter, the new chapter for the whole world, you know. Exactly, right. So because of my scientific career and background, I already understood um what the virus, I already could forecast what the virus was going to look like mm-hmm. on a global scale. Um I, I was in St. Croix, it was for my birthday. Um, I had visited St. Croix and uh, I, I'm also like a been adopted as a Christian. And anyway, I just love, like, I love the world. I love the yeah. world so much, so many beautiful places, but um, I was standing in line and I saw the breaking news, um, new, you know, news. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and I saw the masks on, on, you know, the Wuhan um, broadcasting. And I thought this is, this is it. Like our life is going to change. Mm-hmm. Um, but not getting into the scientific logistics. Um, I decided to close my operation, um, a year out and I returned back into my, um, career. I went back to working corporate again, uh, back into my scientific role. Um, and that, a little bit, I'll pause there on that, but to finish out the chapter on my coffee shop, I was truly lucky and blessed by the universe to have um, a team of angels that worked for me. Um, Nobody left, uh, I had six women, um, nobody left the coffee shop until the end. Um, You know, when there was so much opportunity to leave for unemployment, they stayed with me until the end. And uh, that's really incredible. Absolutely. They ran the show. I was working in corporate doing this and trying to be a one woman show now for three different operations. (laughs) (laughs) But um, anyway, Uh I ended up closing the shop. I shifted my model a little bit to um, consulting for small businesses while I was working for corporate. Um, And that that was a beautiful experience. I love helping other businesses. Um, I, I I stopped doing it just because of what the universe was pulling me and I was aligning with more. Um, but now I just do it for free. I help businesses for free. <laughs> <laughs> what I do right. is I help businesses for free because I just want to see people become successful. Yeah. Um, but I was, um, I, my healing journey really um, evolutionized tremendously because I started to, oh, I started to be, um, take my healing outside. I started mm-hmm. earth healing and um, 
I was being pulled to write this book uh, while I was also um, working as a research scientist on COVID. Oh, on wow. COVID, but separate. You're <laughs> working on as a research scientist on COVID is what you're saying? Yeah. On one of the modalities. Correct. Oh, wow. But uh, yes, um, period. <laughs> you want to talk about that, huh? <laughs> yeah. Now, but I will, I will say that it really uh, inspired me and also in my writing uh, to why we have so much healing to do um, on a global scale. And with, I mean, there's so much to this model beyond just the physical, which is a big part of the model as well. Um, my book is on activating our DNA. Okay, um, yeah. I, lo I love that topic. Yeah. 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 And, uh, you know, I could go really in depth with that. Um, but I'm almost at the end. I promise. <laughs> no, it's okay. I love This is great. This is an amazing story. What I'm picking up too, from this is that you, you really, um, got inspired to create during this journey. Like you kept creating things and that's what I feel like we're here to do. And I, I've looked at your website before you have a, a course for tapping into your creativity, which is really beautiful. And that makes sense that you went on this journey and now you have all this to share with people because you, you discovered that within yourself. Yeah. My, my goal is to awaken the knowledge within the other person's heart and mind. I'm not here to preach or give advice. I'm here to help others awaken their own compass and um a lot of times all it is is holding space yeah um, especially for people who are already you know um growing or they're intermediate or advanced it doesn't matter where you are in life we all need space uh every plant needs a dwelling every plant needs soil water sunlight um when we think that we already know it all then that's where our downfall uh happens um Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, it's, I, I'm happy to see the collective starting to shift. I see it, but I also see a, a lot of work that needs to be done and a lot of healing, a lot of by work, I mean, healing. Mm -hmm. um, and oh yeah, I believe, I believe healing is a passion. It's a lifestyle and it is a, um, more of a positive, um, destination versus a uh, let's recuperate kind of thing. It's, it's right. not meant to fix anything like healing is the new cool healing <laughs> is the new trend healing is, I mean, I'm saying this because it's true, but yeah. we demonize healing. Totally. Totally. I was just talking to somebody the other day um, about what I remember growing up even just making fun of healing and self-help uh, has, even though there are some, don't get me wrong, there's some funny and comical things about it for sure. And we should laugh at ourselves, definitely. But I remember um, being younger and watching Saturday, Saturday Night Live and they would have uh, like G Deep Thoughts by Jack Hanley or one of those, or there, and they had another character who'd look at himself in the mirror and, 
and reflect, you know, and it was just so silly. But I look at that and I think about the programming that we watch on TV too, and how that programs us to think that self-help and those kinds of things are silly and they don't really matter or mean anything. You know, they're just like ridiculous notions of like, oh, that we don't need that stuff. And I don't know, that's just what, that's the reflection that came to me when I looked back on things that I used to, that I remember about self-help. And I had these subconscious thoughts about it for so long until I realized, oh my God, this is everything, you know, this isn't something to be ashamed of. It's you're, you're working on yourself so that you can be more of yourself. You can show up as more of yourself in the world and be less inhibited and just less anxious and, and, and enjoy your life, you know? So, um, I, I agree with you hundred percent. I think it's, you know, there are some people here to do what you and I are doing and helping the world that way. There's other people that are just, you know, doing other things and we're all like playing our part, but, um, yeah, it takes a certain kind of person to really just dive in, get, have the courage to do that. But I also think that people are more people are open to it these days too, which is really great to see, you know? I believe in questioning the status quo. Um, I believe that this is part of my, my approach is to challenge the, the narrative. And I think that, you know, healers, um, that is part of their role is to step forward and to speak up. And I know it's scary. I know it's scary. Um, but also we have to remember that healing isn't only just, um, good vibes and don't, don't come in with your bad vibes because (laughs) that's also creating a polarization. And that is why, um, we have the conflicts in this world. And, I believe that the healing cycle is um, uh, everything. It's working with the light. It's working with the dark. Um, I also consider myself a dark worker and I love being. Um, I, I, I'm realizing with the new age language that there is a lot of discussion around the word light worker and people are identifying with one. And I think that's wonderful. And I support light work. I am a light worker. I'm also saying to also think about the dark, think about what it means to be a dark worker. I, uh, for me, my dark work is in the dream world. I work with the dream world. Um, I also like to really go into the unconscious reality because this is what is coming up as our conscious expression. Um, this is where our true, um, evolution takes place dna is the unconscious yes <laughs> and it's, also, it's also the conscious it's both i love so that. that's what yeah. i'm saying that I'm not saying i'm so sorry very aggressive sharing oh that's fine <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> i'm just sharing that um we are going to need to be more open-minded about what healing is about mm-hmm. and um realize as well that our traditional educational system has been very biased in what we have learned in textbooks. Um, Genetics, 
there's there's so much um, that is that has been silenced, that has been neglected uh, for a reason, for a cosmic reason. And it's really quite exciting when you think about it, because um, we've come to a point in our existence, right, where uh, events are unfolding and people are starting to see synchronicities. They're starting yeah. to but whether they accept them as synchronicities is another story. Um, what people are starting to see is, well, we're getting like layers and layers and layers of bad news in the world. But what people are missing, that missing link is the relationship of their healing of their, into their sovereignty. Okay. Mm, this is yeah. masculine healing. This is what I am uh, what I enjoy writing about. Um, and this is what I am also here to be a warrior for is our sovereign life. There is no reason why, um, we are what I'm seeing. Sorry, I'm going to scratch that out. What I'm seeing is an inconceivable total surrender of mm. our sovereignty and <clears throat> it's happening because people are, and I, I'm, by the way, I'm not gaslighting. I'm not pointing any fingers because I'm also part of it. And, and I am real, like be, becoming more intentional with how I'm thinking and how I'm living my life. But when we go with everything that we're being told, yeah. we lose our own sovereignty. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I'm trying to say is it's a good time for us to learn how to voice our, uh, voice our expression, you know, respectfully and, 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 you know, mindfully, but ask questions. Why are we yeah. doing this? Why are we deciding to, um, uh, put so much thought and focus into a currency system, a monetary currency system that doesn't work. It's not obsolete. I mean, it's becoming obsolete mm -hmm. truly. Um, but how can we, the next question is how can we implement new systems that are helpful in, in establishing creative, genuine relationships, uh, amongst ourselves, amongst, um, the community, how can we help each other and yeah. how can we start to take care of our planet? Okay. So, um, this is, this is what I am very focused on and passionate about is, um, is healing our relationship to our masculine selves, which is our personal authority. And also um, I'm uh, on a mission to help people understand that we have so much information um, in our DNA that, yeah. and with only a double helix, by the way, um, I really want to expand on that idea too with you, because I've experienced some things that I want to share as well, but I don't want to cut you off. You continue your thought. I wanted to just put that out there, <laughs> put a pin on that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm so chatter. No, it's uh, fine. It's great. Yes. So, um, hmm. there are so many directions to go here. There's a crossroads. Yeah, I, I really, well, what stuck out most to me as you were talking was about the, like, I love your perspective on the shadow, the dark and, you know, the dark and the light and how we see that. Because I 100% I agree. I think we should, it's not should, but it's really 
it's really wonderful when you can embrace your shadows and bring it into the whole um, rather than being ashamed of that. And then I like the, also the perspective of the dark being your dream state and your unconscious and your subconscious. And um, because I've been doing a lot of that lately, I haven't really thought about it that way, but it is, a, I guess, a, a dark worker kind of thing because, um, because we are, we are going into like the void in some respects, right. And in, in a way, yeah. Um, I've been getting these downloads when I'm, I've been doing like a lot of lucid dreaming and I can feel this information coming in through the form of light and other things. This might sound weird to some people. This is the first time I'm really sharing this information because I usually just talk to friends about it, but, um, especially lately I'm feeling really these trippy things happen at night where I am getting, it's like one night, it's either, it either comes in the form of some kind of colored energy or like, sometimes I get, I feel this downloaded, like literally just information just coming in, like to my, to my body. Uh, it's like, it's just, I'm just taking in all this stuff for information wise, just to know more of what I need to know. It's really interesting. And I, I don't, remember experiencing anything like this before, but this is, um, it's pretty amazing. And I, I wake up being like, oh my God, I just downloaded like a whole bunch of stuff last night. <laughs> it's like, so is that what you mean when you say DNA, uh, we're getting these DNA um, upgrades? You didn't use the word upgrade, but that's kind of how I see it or what I think of it. There's um, so definitely a 12, an activation of the 12 stranded DNA is an upgrade. <laughs> it is, it yeah. is the uh, <laughs> goal of our complete, complete human evolution. Um, if you, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of information about our galactic history and how the human race was, um, how it started on this planet. Um, and I know that this is subjective to personal beliefs and all. Um, but if you're looking at it, if you want to come from a, from a universal, um, standpoint, okay, I'm not going to get political or religious here. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Yeah. But, um, there's been a lot of, um, uh, information about how our genetics was modified. Um, by other beings um and so we are at a really profound moment in our existence where there's so much and again i say dark and light because i love both um and compassion is a really important concept to linking both because mm -hmm. dark being yeah. this bad you know, good cop, bad cop. But the thing is, all of this is happening because we are literally pushing an evolution uh, forward. There's polarization yeah. happening so that we can evolve. Exactly. But, there needs, but there needs to be a growing awareness as to why this is happening. And so, um, Pete, there's a lot of there's a lot of waves of corruption um uh spreading in our on our earth on earth in many different ways um to name a few okay there's there's a lot but there's to name a few 
um, genetic modification via COVID vaccine, mm-hmm. um, pollution, environmental pollution. Um, then you've got uh, mutating our food and water. Um, you have the aim, the primary agenda of the pharmaceutical industry. Um, you have the traditional educational system. Yes. There's a lot of factors, the 5G, okay, right. um, AI. Um, there's a lot of layers that are like stopping and impeding, trying to at least, yeah. of our evolution. <laughs> So I've heard, yeah, I've heard this uh, similar things. Yeah, absolutely. Because more and more people are starting to become awakened that, Mm -hmm. uh, why this is happening and it's happening because, um, well, it's when we become, when, when our 12 strand DNA becomes activated, it's not going to happen in our lifetime. Okay. That's why we are starting to talk about it. So that when we incarnate and our descendants um, move forward with this understanding, you know, hopefully when we incarnate in the future uh, or whatever you believe your purpose is, you'll be closer to the, to, to the, you know, your complete evolution and um, our abilities with, with having an activated 12 stranded DNA are far beyond our present day comprehension. Um, So once we become that powerful almighty source, you know, there's really no, you know, that, that, that is the goal. And no so stopping there, that. Yeah. Basically. No that. Yeah. But that, that is why we're experiencing, um, so many, uh, you know, all of this unfolding events that are happening, they're devastating, but at the same time, we have to stay focused and yes. realize that kindness, patience, gratitude, healing is, going to be our primary goal. It's going to, no matter what happens, we remain calm. We remain collected. How do we help each other? Okay. It's going to come down to humanity, like literally the, the foundations and principle of humanity is what is going to drive our evolution forward. So that is what my book is about. It is about driving your complete human evolution. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's um, really quite exciting if you think about how the dynamics um, and, and again, we're dancing, we're dancing like light and dark. We're just dancing around each other. That's mm-hmm. all that it is. Yeah. Right. Cause it all comes from source, right? Mm-hmm. Even the dark comes from source too. Some of the dark doesn't, don't, doesn't realize they come from source. That's why sometimes we have to remind them. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, but I, yeah, that all resonates with me because that's what I'm seeing now too, as well as like, it is pushing us to go beyond what we have, go beyond the limits that we've put upon ourselves as to what we're capable of as well. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's from my perspective, opening up people's senses. Like, I think what you're, so what you're saying, it sounds like to me is very exciting because, and I I heard this a long time, about maybe around 2011 and 12, I started hearing all this stuff about our lost DNA. And I I was hearing a lot about that back then. And I didn't really understand it. You know, I understood the concept, but I was like, how, how do we get back? You know, how do we get back to what we were? And 
it's starting to kind of come together now, you know, I'm starting to see it more and feel it more. And, um, but it sounds like what you're saying is we are getting that this is happening, you know, just surrender to that, but also maintain the sovereignty in, in our lives. Right. Yeah, absolutely. We are, as we are speaking, this is 3%, two to 3% of our DNA. Right. Our activated DNA is two to 3%. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh my God. That's that. So, um, by 20, uh, 2028 to 2030, we're, um, we are proposed like our human race is proposed to have 3.3 zettabytes of, um, of information. Like we're talking about like, um, information storage, uh, we're proposed to have like 3.3 zettabytes as a collective that is 3.3 followed by 20 zeros of oh, wow. bytes. but listen to this so with dna dna is a very exotic storage piece uh, location for for information storage with dna you can fit all of that information in a ping pong sized ball wow Okay. So <laughs> if we can all accept just the possibility that this is accurate, that the missing link of our evolution is actually our decision to want to change our DNA, like consciously through our unconscious and conscious lifestyles, then we are pushing forward into the next great thing. That's incredible. So it's about your, pers it has always been about your perspective change, right? Is that what I hear you saying? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, vibration is the root of change. Um, the intention of vibration, intentions are important. I mean, we talk about like, you know, think about your intentions, but literally intentions a thought creates <laughs> a thought yeah you creates. can change your external reality with your thoughts and your intentions like so much more i feel like it's happening you can see it much faster now than you ever could i've noticed that in my own life yeah being aware of vibration sound sound is really important sound is a vibration um, sound is also divine art. Um, we are able to heal using sound. Um, so I, I, I am, I do identify as a sound healer. I identify as a spiritual scientist. I identify as a psychic and a healer and a warrior for sovereign life. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. It, can you, um, that was incredible. And I would love for you to share more about like when your book's coming out and, and more information about that as, cause I really want to get your book now. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's been some development. Um, there's been some development about my book, which I'm still going through, um, at the moment. Mm -hmm. So I can't, I don't have a timeline 
is the answer. Mm -hmm. Um, but I'm patiently waiting now for the universe right now, (laughs) but no, but there, there is, that's awesome. I'm I'm very excited. I'm very, I'm very grateful and excited. Yeah. Uh, But yes, there, I don't have a timeline right now. Yeah. That's yeah. I, well, we'll, we'll keep looking out for it, you know, and, and I'll keep in touch with you and, and keep my audience, uh, you know, uh, tuned into that as well. Do you, what else do you have to offer? What, what else would you like to offer? Sure. Um, yeah. So, um, I have a creative writing course that is coming up, um, end of April that I am helping people through this healing process that I've customized through my own years of healing. Um, it's very custom to your own, um, using natural earth techniques, uh, healing that I've learned from my, from my earth journey. Um, we do aside from meditation, which I know a lot of people, um, I know from my own experience, um, I should say, um, (laughs) I've, I've been, I've went from, I'm a scared, I don't know what to do with meditation to, I just literally meditate as I'm walking. Um, Mm -hmm. And so that, that is the start of this journey. Um, We talk about Kundalini energy. Um, My favorite part I'm about to do a post on is animal medicine, um, dreams, um, how to expand your voice, um, astrology, very important part, not just, I don't care about horoscopes. I mean, they're fun, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, I'm looking for more of a constructive way of teaching like intermediate level astrology and, and more intentional driven, um, uh, lessons on astrology. It's also a one-on-one like style. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Like beginners. But for more intentional reasons, um, yeah, like under like learning more about ceremony, why ceremony is important, connecting with your ancestors, like like more of a metaphysical yeah. and alternative healing style, integrating the spirit. Yeah, that's wonderful. That's so needed right now. So needed, especially with so our new senses coming up. <laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, that I also offer sound healing, um, for donation based, um, purposes. Like we just did one with, uh, Julian Desto, who is a Richmond, uh, sound healer. We did uh, a very beautiful, um, donation based sound healing and all the donations benefited artists for world peace. Oh, wow. So, the, the healings and the events, they, they go towards mostly like environmentalists or global peace causes. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what I do. Um, I also enjoy, um, helping other businesses, as I mentioned earlier, and I am also a speaker as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Rue. This has been a pleasure to have you on. Thank you so much, Allison. I really enjoyed our conversation and thank you for having me. Me too. Oh, do you want to quickly leave your website? Did you do that already? 
You want to say where they can find you on your website or do you have a website? Okay. I do. Sure. (laughs) Um, My website is www.ruslanaromanikova.com. Do you have like episode show notes? I can put it in the show notes. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, And then I'll add my email and social media um, handle. Okay. Perfect. All right. Thank you.